0: everybody, welcome to Sapphic Culture Club, formerly Podcast of a Lady on Fire, where we explore lesbian themes in film, TV, books, music, and anywhere else Sapphic's room. We are your hosts. I'm Laurel Hutchinova.
1: And I'm Audrey Nee. In anticipation of L Word Generation Q season two, which might be premiering today or Sunday, <laughs> sometime this weekend. We are discussing slash recapping slash talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, <laughs> etc. season one, and sharing some of our predictions for the upcoming season. And I just realized my whole ramble just then makes no sense if you have not seen the very first release of this show before the reboot. Does it
0: not? though? I feel like you can get the, you get that that's what happens. What? What
1: do you mean what happens? well that's a theme song like isn't
0: all drama like
1: laughing loving breathing fighting fucking crying oh drinking? but i'm like literally quoting the theme song from the first oh really show. yeah <laughs> no remember <mind>. by betty
0: <laughs> no
1: but you don't <laughs> okay i'm gonna play it right now
0: oh great talking laughing loving breathing fighting fucking crying drinking writing winning losing cheating kissing thinking dreaming
1: We're talking about the song from the first series. Did you watch the first series before I the reboot? I think I got
0: to like season two or three. Okay. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same. I get it. Um. Yeah.
0: I was like, no, that's accurate.
1: Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Well, good. Like, even
0: that's- if you don't know the song, it's an accurate description of what happens in very true lesbian dramas. So.
1: Yes. <laughs> Did you like the first season or the first series? Series? Yeah. Um. I guess not if you didn't finish it.
0: I mean, it's. I gravitated towards it because it was lesbians, right? Yeah,
1: at a time when there wasn't much out there. Yeah,
0: but it was too stressful for me to really keep up with, (laughs) so I kind of like wandered away from
1: from the series. It was pretty stressful. I I think I watched maybe a few seasons. I felt like the first season in particular was like geared towards straight people.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was problematic. And I lived in LA at the time and I was like, this is not a reflection of LA. It was not super diverse. Mm-mm. Yeah, there were there were some problems, but apologies to anyone who like, loved it. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the first series. We are here to talk about the reboot. And just a huge disclaimer, before we begin, if you have not seen season one of Generation Q, this episode is going to contain major spoilers because it is literally a recap episode. <laughs> but maybe if you haven't watched it and don't intend to, this is... Maybe like the perfect way to kick off season two with some really strange context. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Do you want to start off with this recap of season one?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, great.
1: (laughs) I'll try to go through some of the first seven episodes really quickly. It's going to be a mess. (laughs) Nothing's going to make sense. And then you should go in depth about the finale because that's really like what matters the most. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the show starts off a little more than 10 years, I think, after Jenny Schechter's death from the first series <laughs> and apparently she died by suicide in bett's pool so now Bet is running for mayor of la
0: <laughs> such a like someone died in her pool and now she's running yes for mayor. Okay, so someone good. someone
1: at her pool and oh, also her sister kit died so yeah i think that's part of the platform she's running on because her sister kit died of a heroin overdose and so she's running for mayor but her position's being threatened because she like it was revealed that she slept with someone who worked for her And then Alice is now a talk show host and she's in a relationship with a therapist. Okay, now Shane has moved back to LA after selling her hair salons in like New York and Paris. And I just want to side note that it's kind of amazing how everyone's just like wildly successful. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. In this series, there's a newcomer named Danny who is a PR executive for her father's company and she's dating Sophie. They live together in this kind of Melrose Place situation and she's one of the writers on Alice's show. Sophie is. Yeah, Sophie. Mm -hmm. And then Danny at some point in this series ends up working for Bette's campaign. They also have a neighbor named Micah who is like crushed out on this new neighbor named Jose. (laughs) Just trying to introduce people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And then there's like Finley, who's another newcomer. She also works on Alice's show. As
0: like a PA or something.
1: Yeah. And she's like struggling with her religious upbringing. She has like some unresolved issues there. And then at some point, okay, now I'm skipping way ahead. At some point in the series, Alice gets herself into like a thruple with her partner, Natalie, and her partner's ex-wife, Gigi. Slash co-parent Gigi. Yeah. And then, like, Natalie ends up using this throupledom to work out some unresolved conflicts with her ex-wife. And this is all going to, like, lead up to the finale. And then, at some point in these eight episodes, Shane's wife, who I think she's separated from Kiara, Mm -hmm. comes back into the picture in L.A. She's pregnant. And she and Shane reconcile. Are you going to talk about what happens there? Yes. Okay. I won't spoil that yet. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Now... Wow, this is really far down the line. Sophie cheats on Danny and hooks up with Finn. I'll let you complete that. <laughs> We've also got
0: one more like subplot that I think yeah, you haven't ahead. touched on, which is that Beth's daughter has started dating one of her friends, Jordy. And it's very cute. It's a very very cute subplot. It is a cute subplot. I think Tina also re-enters the picture at one point, mm-hmm.
1: but very briefly. Oh, because
0: of the scandal So Bette has that scandal where it's found out that she's been sleeping with someone who worked for her. Um, And then I think Tina comes back to help her, like, get through that and also let her know that she's planning on getting married again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get into Did you watch the season two trailer?
1: I didn't. I skipped the trailer because I didn't want any spoilers.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this, whole, this whole thing is about... Um, okay, is- so maybe you can earmuffs while I talk what? about the season
1: two trailer. Oh my god. No, I'll just listen.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to skip it too and then I, f- I figured like if anyone's w- listening to this episode for like spoilers and context for season two then they've likely also watch the trailer. Answer. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. I'm
1: sure most people watch the trailer at this point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So that brings us to the season finale, which is yep. great. Great job. That was a fantastic recap of the entire season. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is another character though that I think is pretty important who actually doesn't have too much of her own storyline, but I love whenever she's in a scene and that's Tess. Tess who you may remember if you watched Sense8. She was also a character there. Oh, that's right. That's right. So she's super fun. And Tess is played by Jamie Clayton.
1: I think there's a subplot where, like, she and. So she's working at this bar that Shane. Purchases, which I sh- probably should have mentioned, oh, too. Oh, yeah.
0: There, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Shane comes back and I think she's like looking for a project. <laughs> and there's this place. What was it called? Like the planet that they used to yeah. hang out at in the original series. And then it was like converted into a sports bar. And then Shane buys it and turns it into a lesbian bar. which Called Dana's. Oh, called nah, nah, Dana's. <laughs> yeah. Dana. Uh, justice for Dana. Um, yeah. So <laughs> probably one of the most unrealistic things about this show is how crowded that is. Bar always is. I'm just joking. <laughs> <I know. laughs> just yeah. That, like. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh,
0: and then so yeah, so Tess actually hooks up very briefly with Finley. Right. I feel like Tess handles it very maturely, and she's like, "This was just a hookup and that's all it's going to be. Thank you. See you later." That, that kind of <laughs> thing. So, Tess is a joy. All right. So that all brings us up to the season finale, episode eight. The storyline we start out with is that Bette Porter has gathered everybody. It's election night. They're watching the votes come in. And she loses by a small margin to her opponent, who is kind of a jerk. Everyone was excited for her to be the first, like, female lesbian mayor of Los Angeles, and it doesn't happen. And so she and Danny, who is working on her campaign, and everybody at the event are all very disappointed. And this actually sends Bette into a spiral because she, as Alice points out, Never loses anything. And so it finally hits her.
1: I mean, at first she's okay because I think because the opponent... What was his name? Like Milliner or Milliner or something like that? Right. Like Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> he asks her to start this like task force on his camp, you know, now that he's the mayor. And so she's kind of excited. But then I think when she learns from Danny that her father... Who is in like big pharma,
0: mm-hmm, yeah,
1: <laughs> has been like supporting him the entire time. And this Jeff dude is basically just using for the looks, you know, like but not cover, like he yeah. doesn't, yeah, but he doesn't actually care about any opioid, opiate, crisis, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. Once she realizes that, she like kind of spirals a bit, which is mm-hmm. like very unusual to see because she's always very poised and together, and you know,
0: yeah, even when she lost, she was comforting. Danny, who was very apologetic about it.
1: I know. And it was like... <laughs> what's funny. Uh, it's like she lost, but she was like, it's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah, Danny, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the next storyline that we end up in is between Sophie and Finley. Sophie and Finley had made out by this point, and they're kind of awkward at Beth's event. But then Finley, surprisingly, pulls Sophie aside, and they have a little chat about it, and Finley says, like, look, I don't want to ruin the fact that you and Danny are going to get married. Sophie and Danny have actually also, surprisingly, decided to get married the very next day in Hawaii. So, very dramatic. I feel
1: like that was very much pressured by Danny. Oh, for sure. Danny was like, come on, let's just do it. Let's do it. Come on, come on. I was like, you should never have to, like, pressure someone into marrying you.
0: Yeah. At least she didn't do, like, a public proposal where she was like, let's get married in Hawaii. Everyone's looking. You have to answer me now. (laughs) So, Finley's like, that's great. You're getting married. Let's just... select all delete the fact that we made out and Sophie's like cool cool yeah all right and but she still looks a little bit you know distraught about the whole thing And then the following day at work, because they both work for Alice, Finley is setting up the green room for Alice's next guest, and they end up having sex in the green room, as is the L-word way. (laughs) So there's that. And now Sophie and Finley are both sort of like out of their minds with, oh, my God, what did we do? Sophie is engaged. What does this mean? And so they kind of go into a spiral on their own. The next storyline that we jump into, there are so many storylines. It's amazing how, like, they, they tangle these all together. But the next one that we get to is Shane and Kiara. Kiara, we find out, has had a miscarriage. So Shane leaves Bet Porter's event to go support Kiara. But this sort of, it seemed to me that Shane was pretty supportive through this whole thing. Like yeah. She had, you know, made sure that Kiara got immediate medical attention when she was in the emergency room she seemed very sad and and very sort of like empathetic but there was something about the way that kiara was reading shane's behavior that made her feel that shane was relieved that kiara wasn't about to have a baby and i think it's because shane she's like kiara comes into the dining room or whatever and shane is boxing up all these baby toys and she's like what are you doing you know i'm still gonna have a baby And then they get into this thing about whether or not Shane actually wanted to have a baby. And Shane sort of admits that she was going along with it just because she loves Kiara and she wanted to be with Kiara no matter what. And I think that wasn't enough for Kiara. So Kiara throws her wedding ring at Shane. And that seems to be the end of that storyline.
1: Well, and then Shane picks up a stray dog. And
0: then Shane picks up a stray dog. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) A stray dog who we see in the season two trailer. So we'll Ooh, get to that later. <laughs>
1: hope, hope the stray dog is a big part of season two. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that.
0: And so then we also have the, and we talked a little bit about this, but the Danny-Sophie storyline. So after Alice's show, Sophie is supposed to meet Danny at the airport so they can go to Hawaii and get married. They can elope to Hawaii and get married. And what we see from Danny's point of view is that she spends basically... The last half of the episode, just kind of like looking down the terminal, waiting for Sophie, and that's kind of where we leave her
1: in a really strange silk blouse. Yeah,
0: like her travel, (laughs) her travel clothing is an interesting first doing her
1: wardrobe. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We could dedicate a whole episode to that—not just her wardrobe, but everyone's. Yeah, Yeah, I think you can kind of tell like who likes their character more than the other characters. Yeah, Just yeah. by the other characters. I don't really anyway. know what
0: to do with your
1: outfit here. But yeah.
0: Or, like, did you see the, in the green room sex scene, Finley... Rainbow underpants. The ra- yeah, the rainbow <laughs> the white fronts, And yeah. then also, like, the Calvin Klein sports yeah. bra was just yeah. like... <laughs> okay, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's waiting while the show is happening, essentially, because she's waiting for Sophie to get off from the show. So... During Alice's TV show, her guest is Roxanne Gay, and they talk about being a bad feminist, and that segues into Alice asking if you can be a bad queer because she felt like she had been, like, the best queer for a minute because she'd gotten into a thruple situation along with her girlfriend's ex-wife, which felt like the queerest thing that she could possibly do, but she didn't like it, and so does that make her a bad queer? And as she's saying this, Someone in the audience says, I'm here, in this really weird, like, (laughs) awkward way. And the lights sort of turn on over the audience, and you see Nat leaning against the wall. She walks up, and Alice is like, uh, I'm in the middle of a show. And Nat says, I was going to wait for you in your office, but then I heard what you were talking about. (laughs) And I... I had to stay, and then I guess that also compelled her to, like, speak up in the middle of the show. As you would. As you would, and I guess the subplot to this is that someone has been, like, an extra writer or producer has been foisted onto Alice's show, and he's been, like, pushing her to create some viral moment for the show in order to keep it popular and on air, and so this feels like the viral moment that they were hoping for, but it was completely unscripted. And so it's just a miracle gift from the TV mm-hmm. gods. So Nat <laughs> comes on stage. The audience is like, ooh, and they, you know, applaud lightly. They hash out their entire like relationship drama in front of everybody and Roxanne Gay. Including Roxanne yeah. Gay, yes. <laughs> Who looks bemused the whole time. I-, I love that
1: she was on this episode. Can we just pause a second because to talk about this? Because <laughs> yeah. this, this really irked me. And then when I watched it again, I was like even more frustrated because Alice made this whole big deal about doing the show her way, because it's her show. And she's yeah. like, let's get Roxanne Gay on the show, even if this means this is our last episode because like our ratings are so poor. And then she proceeds to, like, basically take over the entire show and make it about her. As soon, like, they talk about one thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Roxanne
1: Gay talks for, like, two seconds, and then she's like, but let's talk about me. And then her, like, white girlfriend also comes over, and it's like, no, let's talk about us. And then Roxanne Gay is just, like, sitting there the whole time, just being like, mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, like, observe this, like, as your guest of honor. Like, that's cool. Anyway, I was just like, really? <laughs> Two white women want to do yeah, this? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that is pretty terrible. I hadn't read it that way, and I had assumed that there was, like, more Roxanne Gay that we didn't see. But, yeah. Sure, that's, okay. That's...
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe, but it's also, like, this is what they chose to right, include right. in the show. So, anyway.
0: But I am glad that, like, actual Roxanne Gay got to yeah, be in the season that was finale cool. of, like, that's true. The L Word. And I think that she said that she had a lot of fun as well, so yeah. I'm happy about that. So anyway, they get back together on not live TV, but, like, recorded TV, and the closing to that storyline is you see them making out on the studio audience couches, (laughs) like, after everyone else has left. So they appear to be no longer a throuple, and Alice and Nat are just a couple now. No word on what Gigi has to say or do about any of that. Sure, we'll find out next season. Yeah, we're going to find out next season. From there, we can jump into Bette and Danny, which ended up being kind of a weird thing. So, Danny is working on Bette's campaign, and it's sort of hinted at in a previous episode, it feels like a, a stronger push, but in this episode, you kind of see Danny making eyes at Bette. I think so too, right? All, yeah. Like, okay. during the election event, she's kind of like dreamy eyed looking at her. And I think that if I hadn't seen the way that she looked at her in a previous episode, I think like she was in her living room and they were getting really close and you kind of, like the way that the camera angles were, it made it feel like it was setting it up for something. But in this episode, like she kind of looks like she's just like, admiring Bet a lot, but I think there's something more there. Anyway. No, actually there isn't too much more because we already talked about like how Danny told Bet about her father working for Jeff Milner. Yeah. Her rival. So I don't
1: know if you're gonna mention this, but like how, you know, when Bet's lying on the couch, super distraught and well I mean depressed, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, her daughter drags her out and takes her to what looks yeah. like Griffith Park or something. On a hike and then they do their whole like screaming therapy thing and then all the way down they run into the, the re- reporter mm-hmm. from earlier who was covering the mayoral race and the reporter essentially like ass bet out
0: mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna get to that later but oh sorry, sorry no, 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 sorry <laughs> well no that's a good one because like before they start screaming they have kind of they seem to not really talk about sensitive topics very easily mother and daughter wise. Yeah, so, it's not
1: like a really maternal relationship it feels like a lot Yeah, times.
0: Yeah, and it was nice though that Angie, Bette's daughter, was able to sort of admit that she is kind of sad that Tina's getting married because she was kind of hoping that Bette and Tina would get back together. And so they they scream into the canyon and then yes, they run into the reporter and it's cute because after they part ways with the reporter Angie also says like I think that's the love of your life. I saw sparks <laughs> flying and she's just teasing, but it, it yeah, was really... it's
1: adorable. A
0: really sweet moment. And Bette and the reporter do end up going out to dinner towards the end of the episode. So in the middle of all of this, I don't know when when else we'd get to it, but like in the middle of all of this, we've been cutting to Micah, who is with Jose finally at his like, the opening night for his solo art show. And Micah is in awe of like all the art that his new boyfriend is, you know, has made. And then Jose finally reveals the piece that he painted of Micah, and he's like this underwater mermaid guy, like merman, with this odd expression on his face. It's fine. Whatever. Micah likes it. He feels
1: like... That's what's important.
0: Yeah, that's what's important. He's like, oh, this is how you see me? Wow. And then they say, he says, I love you. And then Jose says, I love you back, with some amount of relief in his voice. But then later, Micah's wandering around the art show himself, and someone comes up to him, and he's like, oh, Jose's work has changed. Have you noticed? You know, or something along those lines. And Micah says, oh, yeah, I've heard. And the guy talking to him says, oh, are you friends? Are you friends with the artist? And Micah says, yeah, I'm Micah. And the guy, I totally forget his name, but he says... Hi, I'm blah, 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 Jose's husband. And Micah is just like, blink, blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> and then the husband kind of, someone calls him out of frame. And so he walks away. And then Micah turns. And he makes direct eye contact with Jose, who looks totally alarmed <laughs>
1: that this has happened. Alarmed and kind of like scared. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, what did you yeah. think was going to happen?
0: And so we don't know if, like, maybe Jose and his husband are in some kind of, like, open relationship situation, but was not discussed with Micah clearly. And so we end that storyline with Jose pounding on Micah's apartment door, asking to talk, and Micah staying silent, and definitely not letting him in, and definitely not talking to him. So,
1: But as he's pounding, he's like, I can explain. Which I can I explain. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like... <laughs> I I'd, I'd be
1: interested what in marrying What is the explanation? It, He's yeah. like, oh well, oh I'm Mary. That's the <laughs> yeah, explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! I just didn't yeah. tell you.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So exactly what I thought. Cool. So we're getting we're 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 close to wrapping up all the storylines. The last one actually is so Finley and there's an interim plot where she visits someone that she had been seeing for a little bit who is a priest slash minister minister. Yeah, <laughs> Finley keeps referring to her as the priest. But her name is Rebecca. So Finley had, in an earlier episode, drunkenly told her that she was weirded out about seeing a priest or, like, a religious person because of her trauma with religion. And then she said, but it's okay because you're not a real priest. And she said some other hurtful things as well. And so um, she kind of ruined that relationship pretty quickly. So in this episode, because of the stuff that's been going on with Sophie, she realizes how much what she does can hurt people and so she comes to rebecca's house unannounced and kind of vomits all of this on her but also apologizes which meant a lot to rebecca and finley's still kind of spinning out of control like even with the apology but rebecca says like so here's some advice just take baby steps like take responsibility for your actions but work your way up to it just like do small things first and so we see finley returning a bike that she stole in, like, episode one from someone that I I think she had slept with. So that was her baby step. And then we see her heading to the airport. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Because, like, if, (laughs) if Finley works in, like, the Burbank Studio City area and is taking a domestic flight, She would probably be leaving out of Bob Hope, which would look a lot different. But anyway.
1: Not necessarily, because there's fewer flights that go into there. So depending on where she's going. And she's going... So extra context here is like her sister's getting married Mm -hmm. in Missouri. And so she's she decided, I think, as an escape, you know, I'm going to go to my sister's wedding. Because I don't know if originally she was planning on doing that.
0: Well, she didn't know that her sister was getting married at all. Right. Obviously, there's
1: like some family, you know, strife happening. But yeah, there's just fewer flights going in and out of Burbank. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Maybe it makes sense for her to leave out of LAX, too, and coincidentally <laughs> place yeah. her there. But also, maybe we find out in season two that she was actually flying out of Burbank.
0: <laughs> oh <my> Surprise! <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's where we catch the last three people in this finale, is we we see Finley heading to her gate, we see Danny waiting to go to Hawaii, and we end on Sophie's face, Having now decided who she's going to follow, and she looks pretty pleased with her choice, but we don't know
1: who she picks. So, the big question is does she go with Danny to Hawaii, to Oahu, or does she go with Finn to Missouri? Or is there a third option? Is it Shane's dog? <laughs> like, what? This is where it comes in. No. Yeah, maybe she just goes on a solo trip to like New York or something.
0: Yeah, great. Who knows? Who knows? I
1: guess we'll find out. What do you think? Okay, yeah, so this is a good place to start for the predictions. Yep. I kept going back and forth when I watched it again, because I was like, I was talking to Heather about it, and we were both like, oh, it makes sense for her to go to join Danny in Hawaii, because then you get like a vacation episode, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) in Hawaii versus like Missouri. But maybe she, you know, she could have met up with Finley to convince her not to go to Missouri. Like, I just don't see Mm -hmm. her flying with her to Missouri, because that seems like, why would she go to a wedding unannounced but maybe she like decided to go to finley's gate to like tell her she loves her or something like that i don't know yeah what's the most drama i'm leaning towards danny mm-hmm. but then i don't know there's more drama if she hooks up with finley right that gives danny the opportunity to like go back and i don't know do something with bet like,
0: <laughs> well especially <laughs> no. because danny's father also said I, I don't think you should be
1: with sophie because she comes from, and like, this a is terrible family. yeah yeah it's awful.
0: She doesn't know stability, and she's just gonna hurt you. Danny was like, "No, she's different. She's not like that. We love each other. We're you know we're gonna be together forever, or whatever." Right. and
1: Cut to her cheating on her with with Finn. You right. Know.
0: Yeah. 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 So there could be that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I don't see them to lasting period. Sophie and Danny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see that working out. I don't know. I do think they have chemistry as a couple in this show, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are like good for each other,
0: yeah. They definitely haven't been set up as like a a couple that can make it, you know, right,
1: exactly. yeah. But so I don't know. I'm gonna say she picks Danny. Uh... <laughs> what do you think?
0: I think, yeah, I'm leaning towards she picks Danny because that will make everyone upset because really? Well, no, no, no. like, so because the way they've they've shown the Sophie Finley relationship, it's like they took that bike ride together, you know, and it was like so sweet. And like you you can tell that Finley makes Sophie so happy. And so like I feel like the L words tendency is to have people make the frustrating
1: choice and just have them like Mm. drag themselves through it. I think either way is a frustrating choice, though, because if she ends up choosing Finley, like that's kind of that's kind of messed up like i don't know oh, if yeah, Danny yeah, deserves true, that yeah. right like right. either way i mean i kind of hope she chooses neither to be honest i hope she's like fuck this <laughs> yeah. i'm just going by myself to like yeah, 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 you know totally. greece or something tucson <laughs> oh god no uh <laughs> flagstaff yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know i think either way it's like kind of lose <laughs> yeah yeah because finley still clearly
0: needs a lot of like time to work through stuff yes absolutely. on her end Like everybody does, like Danny definitely does too. So
1: So it sounds like based on the trailer that you've seen, they don't give us any clues. They
0: don't. So here is what I wrote about the trailer. Finley crying. Danny crying. Sophie crying. (laughs) Shane cheating with someone else's wife, but she didn't know? Question mark. Tess calls Shane a sweet feral cat. Micah slept with a woman. Rosie O'Donnell is Carrie and marrying Tina, I guess. Gigi and Bette make out. Danny, I just got so scared. Sophie, so she's not going to be scared anymore. Finley, has a black eye? Finley says, I think I've always loved you. Angie and Jordy go to the prom. Dog is at a poker game. Shane says, if there oh was ever god. a time to win her back, it's now or never. To who? Question mark,
1: question mark. Wait, Finley has a black eye and says, I think I've always loved you. Yes. Doesn't that apply that she and <laughs> Sophie get together and Danny like punch her in the eye? Or who no, who knows I who mean, she's talking about? These
0: these were very quick cuts. So this, okay, right, this is okay, like okay, this could okay. be like episode two and episode eight.
1: You know. Oh my god. Because maybe Sophie chooses finley and then as danny's like leaving the airport she sees them together <gasps> dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> well i think where finley no she could have a black eye for a while but it was not in an airport
1: oh it wasn't an airport okay. but yeah all right okay yeah.
0: Also, on that, I bet that even if Danny and Sophie did go to Hawaii,
1: we wouldn't see it. I think we would, like, cut to when they get back. I think you're right. I think it would just, yeah, too bad. I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Vacation episodes are usually bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or they show up at, like, the White Lotus, and it's a crossover.
1: Wait, what? (laughs) An HBO Showtime crossover. Oh, oh, oh. Um, (laughs) that would never happen. Yeah. (laughs) So what other predictions do you have? Do you think Tina's going to go through with the
0: marriage? Okay, so this is something that Allie and I were talking about. At the end of the season two trailer, Shane, as like a voiceover to all this other drama that's happening in the cuts, Shane says, if there was ever a time to win her back, it's now or never. And so, like, who does she say that to, right? It could be to Bet. It's got
1: to be Bet. Who yeah, else? Yeah. Wait, did you say something about Gigi and Bet make out? Gigi and Bet make out. I only caught, I'm like, some of it is now <laughs> occurring to me what you said. <laughs> I'm gonna be in bed later and be like, wait a second, did she say this about the dog? <laughs> the dog was playing poker? I'm gonna text you at like three AM. It's like just watch the trailer. I bet you anything that I bet B E T T E U anything <laughs> that the end of season two is gonna be like they're gonna hook up. Yeah. Tina bet. Yeah. They're gonna get back together. Yeah. I think all things are leading up to that. I also think Jenny is gonna come back from the dead at some point. Yeah,
0: that's that's fine. Not that's not fine. Actually. That's
1: that's not fine. <laughs> I'm hoping for like a spinoff of the L Word called like the L Word Ghosts. Generation Ghosts, and, Generation it's, the, like, ghosts, and nice, it's all yeah. yeah, it's all of the characters, oh, women so that were killed off. So like
0: yeah. Dana, Dana,
1: Kit, Kit Jenny. Jenny, anyone else? Who else? There might be some other characters that kill off by yeah, the yeah. end
0: of. I love it. The L Word regeneration. That's
1: good. Ooh! Oh, I thought that's what you were calling it. Did I say that? No, I don't know. That, wow. That, oh my god, that sounds like a what's that? <laughs> mila jovovich why am i drawing a blank on the zombie
0: oh right um
1: the video game
0: it starts with a re
1: uh resident evil reason evil. Evil. <laughs> evil. <laughs> <Resident> evil reason evil reason evil reason movie it's my favorite movies reason <laughs> evil retribution oh, god. oh my god l word and resident resident <laughs> evil, evil. <laughs> crossover know oh, Where are we going with this? Anyway, I love the L word regeneration <laughs> ghost. Right, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely watch this show. <laughs> Where, what, what are we talking about? What else do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen with Micah and Jose? What's the deal with the husband?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But the only thing that we get from Micah's storyline is that he has slept with a woman. So...
1: Oh, okay.
0: because he said he's like he's jogging with Danny and he's like all right I have to tell you something don't freak out I slept with a woman and she's like what and then that's all that cut and then it's like Rosie O'Donnell standing next to Tina
1: maybe it's Rosie O'Donnell oh, Maybe that's what they're trying oh, to imply.
0: that's neat that's neat <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Jose's husband's gonna be like I think they're gonna be like separated or something you know like I don't know Hmm. maybe it's like a marriage convenience I don't know because it's like if he's trying to explain something away right Mm -hmm. it's not going to be like oh he just went on vacation probably
0: yeah yeah that'll be interesting yeah
1: but sometimes I do think an AI wrote the show (laughs) yeah uh... they just threw in a bunch of you know (laughs) queer plots and hit generate yeah show oh (gasps) generate it's been in the title Ah, this whole time (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, anything else anything else? I was kind of hoping that Rosie O'Donnell would just be playing Rosie O'Donnell who was getting married mm. to Tina because Roxanne Gay was Roxanne Gay so it's like why not just have Rosie be herself?
1: Oh, she plays the she plays a Tina's fiance.
0: It looks like it. Okay, They're standing it. together oh, in a kitchen cute. and then it cuts to bet saying Tina has Carrie and I have no one. I'm gonna die alone. <sighs> and so she really
1: says that yeah yeah God, so dramatic (laughs) oh one more prediction that i have is that at some point in the season bet is going to look at a piece of modern art (laughs) and cry and it's going to be like a minute of her just staring at it great everyone just like take a long drink nice (laughs) for the whole time the whole time she's looking at it yeah in fact anytime she looks at art take a shot yeah yeah
0: and it'll be in a like a life-changing epiphany for her yeah or she decides, to, she decides to take definitive action on something
1: that she's been yep.
0: ambivalent about. Great. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> What's going to be Alice's drama? There's got to be something, right?
0: So it's definitely Alice and Nat,
1: okay. um, at
0: least for a while, because how else will Gigi and Bette make out?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Side note, Bette, played by Jennifer Beals, pretty sure is aging backwards.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly.
1: <laughs> this is, like, how many years after the original series? Like, 15 or something? I don't know. Yeah. And she looks insanely good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a baby. Like a baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> By season five, she will literally be a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not ready for the Benjamin Button, like, <laughs> subplot.
0: And then Shane and Kiara will adopt her. That's
1: gross. Yeah, <laughs> you're right.
0: <laughs> Did we miss anyone? Let's see. Finley, Danny, Sophie, Shane, Tess just appears occasionally. That's fine. Hope she gets
1: a bigger, bigger role. Angie
0: and Jordy go to the prom. I thought oh. that was really cute. Yeah. It looks like Angie wears a tux. <laughs> that's so and cute. And Jordy wears a beautiful gown.
1: Does Angie look eight years older in the trailer? Because like, you know how, like, kids, when they're especially teens and preteens between yeah, seasons, yeah. it's like Stranger Things, they're like adults, you know, between yeah, 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 yeah. two, or three. <laughs> yeah.
0: We don't see her very much, so I can't okay. say for sure. Okay. But yeah. And no, I think that's it. Okay.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> we are not sponsored by the L Word. By the way. <laughs> if that wasn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for this week's Gay SMR, which is Laurel gently cleaning a leather man that her father gave her what are you cleaning it with
0: um a tiny brush
1: oh a tiny brush she says
0: i actually don't know but i think okay. it's gonna be a tiny brush like a like a camera cleaning brush kind of a
1: thing Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like with a little squeezy bulb oh squeezy bulb like for the air I think To push so. the air. Okay. Yeah. To push the air. I don't know. Why, why, why are we talking about this? But before we get to the GSMR,
0: do you have any Sapphic questions for the next show? Let us know. You can email us at sapphiccultureclub at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at Club and Twitter at Podcast. If you would like to submit your own GSMR, you can record something on your phone and email it to us or any other way that you would like to record audio and send it our way.
1: We would love to hear it. And now please enjoy Laurel cleaning her Leatherman with a tiny brush.